listening to the Quarter to Three movie podcast for Evil Dead. I want to put a number after that, but I'm not going to. Or is this a temptation? <laughs> My name is Tom Chick, and I am here this week with Christian Mubloski. You know, you called me David for a whole day once. I wanted to play along. <laughs> and with an Evil Dead tagline, Kelly Wand. Uh, I had something swallowed in soul, but it was way grosser than that. <laughs> soul yeah. with the E in the middle, South Korea. I can I smell can. your stinky soul. <laughs> uh, what do you actually? Maybe this would be a spoiler, but Kelly, what do you feel about the movie's actual tagline? What is you know it? What it is it is? You ready for this? I, I don't know if it's a tagline or just. Is it the most terrifying thing you'll ever see? That one. Close. It's it's more dire than that, Kelly Wand. It is the most terrifying film you will ever experience. Oh, I'm not even just seeing it. Exactly right. You don't just watch it. Evil it's... Dead. Yeah, it's it's the whole McGillicuddy, so to speak. So it's, it trumps 3D then, because it's like 3D is still only looking at something. Exactly. Right. But you know what? We'll, we'll get into that. That could be a spoiler. Before we spoil anything about Evil Dead for you, let's first discuss it in some non-spoiler terms <laughs> by having Dingus tell you what we saw this week. Okay. Uh, my son had a couple of friends over to play. Uh, their nine-year-old twins, and they had gone to Universal. And uh, and the little girl was really excited to tell me that there's a now a uh, Transformers ride. Christian, you have to go on that ride. And um, and then she said that Shrek 4D was okay. <laughs> and I said, how, so what 4D, I how many dimensions are there? And she just looked at me and went, four. So. No, there's 11. And then after six is where I start getting confused. Uh, Kelly Wand and his, his Star Trek trivia. That's <laughs> Wait, Tom, if the sun was cone-shaped, how much would water weigh on it? <laughs> That's, interestingly, what we covered on this week's science podcast. Except for the interestingly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this week we saw Evil Dead. Oh, and, wait, wait. Oh, wait, hold on, we didn't. Never mind. We saw A Place Beyond Evil Dead. Wait, what was the ride you mentioned? Oh, yeah, Transformers. Does it turn into something in the middle of the ride? Mm-hmm. Okay, then go back to what you're saying. Uh, this week we saw Evil Dead, a 2013 American horror remake movie mm-hmm. about an intervention in the woods. It was directed by Fetty Alvarez. That's Fetty. Uh, this is Fetty Alvarez. And written by him with Diablo, Diablo Cody. She got taken off because she... I got Fetty right, but I couldn't get Diablo. You know what? That's a good point, Kelly. When I didn't see it in the credits, and I'd totally forgotten about that. Her name she, was not. She did a dialogue polish to Americanize it because they are not American enough. But then there's not enough dialogue in the movie, and the writers' guild's like, if you don't do fifty percent, which is I don't get how they do if it's like three people. So that, that's true. It was some yeah. sort of like a guild rule yes. kind of thing. So her that's name true. was taken off because I totally forgot watching it until you just now mentioned it. But yeah, I did not see her name in the credits. But if there's not that much dialogue in the last hour, isn't that well? Kind she of... she wrote all of the air raid sirens. <laughs> oh yeah, what was up with that? 
No, she I love that. that part. But spoiler, let's save that for the podcast. Uh, uh, so, okay, so yeah, forgot. So, Dingus, give us the writer's name again because you've screwed it up the first time. You got Fede right, yeah. and then you screwed up the writer's name. So let's hear that again. All right, it was written by Fede Alvarez after he directed it. He then wrote it. And he wrote it with Diablo Cody based on the 1981 movie that was directed and written by Sam Raimi. It was also written by Rodo Sayaguez, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> that was a little bit better. I, I felt like you weren't as confident about that name as you were Fede Alvarez. I was no, just... I don't know how to say Roto, so I just guessed. Uh, which, is, uh, when Godzilla fought Roto, was that one of <laughs> Yes, <better> Tom? <laughs> they, fought, they fought over the city of Sayaguez, actually. <laughs> All right, and so Dingus, here's here's the part I'm I'm waiting to hear. So carry on. What does the MPAA think of Evil Dead? Well, first of all, it stars Jane Levy, Shiloh Fernandez, Lou Taylor Pucci, Jessica Lucas, and Elizabeth Blackmore. So yeah. Dingus, please say the name of the actor from Carriers again. Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> you make it sound like rather than an Italian name, you make it sound like a little stuffed plushie. Wendy's a lucky woman. Pucci. Well, he used to be. I'm annoyed because he used to be Lewis Taylor Pucci, and I, I guess there was another guy in SAG with that name or something because he just came became Lou Taylor Pucci. Like that makes him tougher. People, I just think of him. I don't know about you guys. I just think of him as LTP. <laughs> you think of that of everyone. <laughs> Evil Dead 2013 is rated R for mm. strong yes. bloody violence throughout. Not no. weak, bloody? No, no, no. Actually, it's strong but bloody violence and gore. Um, mm. Totally different. Some sexual content. What? Some. It's such a... <laughs> this rating's based on measurements with names like some. <laughs> and, and, and language. Yes, it has language. Oh, it's where Diablo Cody came in. That's right. <laughs> Back out. She wanted to contribute some sexual content, and they said, no, 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 we just want some language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Evil Dead on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the percentage of reviews that are positive, Evil Dead is sitting at 64%. So nearly, not quite, but nearly two-thirds of all critics approved of Evil Dead. That's high for a horror movie. You know what it really is, Kelly Wand? I will talk more about our own uh, opinions, but I, I'm a little surprised that it's it's as positive as it, as it is on Rotten Tomatoes and on Metacritic, which is the average rating from reviews. Uh, it is sitting at 58. And that is, again, I think a little high for a horror movie like this. Uh, now, here we go. Evil Dead opened at number one. Uh, made a cool $26 million, um, that is which is pretty decent for a horror what did it open against? Trance and what else? What Trance else? didn't open. Trance is only in a couple of theaters. Yeah. Uh, it opened, uh, let's see. G.I. Joe at Clobbered, apparently. Well, G.I. Joe, this is in its second week. G.I. Joe had the ex sort of expected drop-off. Um, oh, Jurassic Park 3D, actually. But that uh, wasn't a... even, that was, again, a, a remake, and that was that came in at number four. Uh, uh, it was uh, it's, uh, Well, it's not re-release, sorry. <laughs> it's a re-D. Did a mission open this week? Oh, Good Lord, Dingus, yeah, admission, admission tanked. It came in at, like, number eight. It, admission was, like, a month ago, and nobody saw it. Dingus, you know what? I saw, like, the poster for it, and I thought, I go, I like Tina Fey, and I like Paul Rudd, but I don't want to see them fuck for some reason. It's, like, too much. They're too similar. I don't know that it's that kind of movie, Kelly Wand. It's a sex comedy, isn't it? <laughs> smart. People who don't see, but see smart couples don't see romantic comedies. So the whole thing's complete. 
cluster. Oh, it's sort of like you need one of them to be sort of a doofus. Yeah, if they're both smart, witty, clever. I don't right. know. You you want someone to appeal to the common man, yeah, they, not yeah, all this exactly. like highfalutin, brainy, cerebral people. Right. I want to see the two coolest people on the planet having sex with each other. You need like a Reese Witherspoon right. in there or something, yeah. don't you? Or an Owen Wilson. Right, I understand. Yeah. Oh, that thing. Do you? I don't get a single joke in that trailer for the Google movie. Kelly Wand, do you oh. get high? <laughs> <laughs> Terminator 2? Terminator 3? All of them. I don't that's get that. Sh- that's they a they saw. They don't know who the X Men are because they're old. <laughs> but they saw. They don't know what a webcam is. Young people don't drink beer. That's almost ten years. Professor ago. Xavier is a. D- <laughs> they wouldn't know that. What's did? Uh, okay. Also, the the Carrie re- remake. Did you? That, that, nope. Shut up. Did I don't that, hear anything about that. Yep. It's Chloe Moritz though. Of course, Chloe Moritz, Julianne Moore. It's the director's Kimberly Pierce, who does not normally do horror films. Uh, it looks like Chloe Moritz would be unpopular in high school. That's what I'm asked to believe. Uh, I have not seen what she sure. looks like in the movie. They could, like, put glasses on her, and yeah. that makes her look frumpy, you see? See, that's how that works, Kelly Wand. Julie Cook. In the, note, in the book, she's fat, though, and bovine, and there already is a Carrie remake, and it's called Zapped, more importantly. <laughs> And what time is it? It is <laughs> yeah, but zapped sighting. Uh, first. So in the book, I was actually talking to Dingus zapped. about this. Uh, is the book Carrie any good? Because actually, Kelly Wan, that makes me want to read the book if she's like overweight. It's, it's this one I read, and it was like a novella that was rescued from the trash by his wife Tabitha. But then it was like his most. He like beat the Godfather with four hundred thousand dollar paperback rights or something. It's like half. It's like news clippings and shit from afterwards. So it's got book. Stephen King's book? Oh, okay. And it's really short. So if Tom gets uh, bored, he can just look at the news clippings. <laughs> you didn't read it. You're, you, you're, the things you haven't read it always surprises me. Yeah, Tom but, said I, I, he refused to read Stephen King after he grew up. Because I was asking the other day. Well, I watched the what? car repeatedly. <laughs> the car is, hey, that's Keith Gordon. How dare you? Carrie's got actual, the car in the name. Well, wait, what were you going to say, Diggis? You're talking the other day. I was going to say what evil drives the car, but never mind. Uh, wasn't worth it. Oh no, the car! I thought you were talking about Christine. Whoops, I screwed up. Yeah, the car. No, I won't. I would watch Christine, directed by Keith Gordon. The car is a piece of brilliant <laughs> work. By John Carpenter, Keith Gordon's in it, fool. Start with you. <laughs> Christine? Oh, yes. you're right. Keith Gordon did uh, that uh, army movie that doesn't have a haunted car in it. That's what you get. So. <laughs> I loved Harrison Ford directing Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. At any rate, okay, let's talk some Evil Dead by having Kelly Wand spoil for you, the listener, the most terrifying film you will ever experience. Kelly Wand, why don't you break down the terror with an evil diopsis? Oh, you, you're going to produce, produce, pronunciate the <laughs> Produce you? <laughs> oh, it's so long too, and I got to read aloud. And this is how dumb I already am. Fuck. <sighs> I ex- experience the A. <laughs> Kelly Wand, drive it like you stole it. Evil Depsis. Oh, one last thing. My mom wrote me that my stepfather watched Prometheus for the fourth time last night. <laughs> and back. How is that medically possible? <laughs> the end so much to discover in that movie on repeat viewings huh tom i i i 
my favorite thing about Prometheus is that you thought the head told him to try harder. I'm the only one that was confused by that. Yes. All right. Well, I'm drug-addled, so it's okay. Speaking of which, Evil Depsis. <clears throat> Toothless rednecks in the iconically Lovecraftian Southern Gothic state of Michigan chase a girl down and toss her in a sack, a method of handling evil dead not covered in the book. My grandpa's been on that date with my mom. <laughs> Tom snickered early. Good sign. They take her to the only cabin in the entire woods, and in accordance with tradition in Leviticus, tie her to a stake in the basement and yank the sack off so she can talk shit and try to get the townsfolk to lose their nerve. She's all, Daddy, yes? Questions? Sack off. Oh, I see. Remember when Tom knew sack tap, but not me cute? I didn't know sack tap. I just witnessed one and was amused by it. You knew the term, and when you—if you're witnessing it, doing it to yourself is not witnessing it. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking about Battlestar Galactica. Go ahead. What sack? Katie Sackoff. There's a there's an actress with the uh, name Sackoff. Yeah. Ugh, dingus. <laughs> Terrible. The Doddard character's all, Daddy, why am I chained up in a basement? It's not Christmas yet. The dad pours bootleg cooking oil and molasses all over her, strikes a match, turns around and goes, uh, So I have to do the igniting? The book's super specific about that. The crone cackles and mutters over a book. He's all, right, sorry, you're busy reading. Make sure we got the right daughter this time, I guess. Fifth time's a charm. The daughter character's all, Daddy, why are you go date rape a crucifix, Huckleberry? I'm going to have sex with your soul the way Kelly Wan does it. A priest in the crowd vomits at that. An evil dead zombie standing beside him faints. A bespectacled stoner firing up a bong in the back's all, Lucky for us, they can't even keep up the act for two seconds without being dicks, huh, guys? Evil, yeah, smart, no. Also, not technically dead, if you think about the hillbilly to his left, grabs away the lighter and tosses it to the dad. Gary, could you get on with it? The book just yawned. Plus, we still got to hang up all these cats. And white. And fuck the crone. Last part, pretty sure, is not in the book either, but at least this will help. He raises the burlap they just took off the daughter's face. Now we just need one for her body. No offense, Grandma. <laughs> I don't care if you think it's funny. What I dudes all? Yeah, Gary, Roy Clark's only playing spoons down at the Cracker Barrel another than 15. Fucked it up! Edit that out, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to start all over because it's a good joke. Fuck you guys. A one-eyed dudes all? Yeah, Gary, Roy Clark's only playing spoons down at the Cracker Barrel for another 15. Hurry up before she pukes evil all over us. That's how my eye got possessed. He points at his socket. Another hayseed with bloody duct tape on the crotch of his overalls is all, Yeah, cry me a river there, Enos. I. The dad's all, Sorry, okay, uh, where was I? Sex with wand, ew. Oh, yeah. Uh, this thing's not my daughter. And even if you are, sweetie, you gotta admit, things haven't been going so great. Maybe if TV'd been invented yet. Wait, has it? <laughs> Everybody stares at him tiredly. He's all, good point. Sorry. Here we go. Travis, pass me a marshmallow there. 
He gets the lighter going on the 18th try and sets the girl on fire. She rises and screams in CG as the fire spreads, soon engulfing the whole basement. The crones all, I pronounce this basement clean, by Appalachian standards. As it is written, ere the other side ye see. The dueling banjos guy does a slow clap. One eyes all, good work, team. See, this is why city slickers just don't get it. Now let's stop turning into zombies and hightail it down to the hoedown. <laughs> I needed to rewrite this fucking thing. I mean, he pushes up on the trap door, but it's locked. Oh, God's keys. Dickless is all, Gary had him last. They all look at the dad. He's all, oh, I put him in that basket on the table upstairs by the chainsaw. Come on, don't look at me like that. It was her idea. He points at the burning zombie. Uh. Flames lick the walls as the cellar fills with smoke, and everybody begins choking except for the stoner. He's all, can one of you toss the lighter back? This thing's just not hitting. <sighs> so much to <laughs> Something years later, five fuckwads show up in a couple station wagons. The bland one chains a dog to the porch. He's all, just an intervention from a sister without grandpa. <laughs> His junkie sister opens a baggie of gray powder and pours it all down the well. She's all, I'm like a white Michelle Rodriguez kind of, huh? Unless <laughs> I vow never to inject heroin into my bloodstream again. Or at least not this batch. But if I do, not to get caught. Amen. Her brother comes over from the driveway with a paper sack and goes, Okay, here's your heroin. Couldn't find Tom's ashes, though. You sure you brought them? I agree with Tom's ambience. They stare pensively at the well. The ethnic chicks all. That's our only water supply, by the way. They stare at it some more. Finally, they get bored and go inside to begin unpacking and figure out the sleeping arrangements for five people in a two-room cabin. Michelle Rodriguez and the brother go into the brownest room to catch up on all that's happened since the car ride up. <laughs> <laughs> longer than it's a, shorter than the office i mean she's all speaking of mom dying she mistook me for you a lot made a few of the showers slightly more awkward he's all look what you want from me i was hanging out all right <laughs> <laughs> that's my interpretation of that character so good point hey remember that lullaby she used to sing to us Hush, little baby, bye, little girl, gonna eat your soul, bitch, fuck you, die in hell, smelly coos whore. You know, her generation really knew a thing or two about boring us to sleep through melody. Huh, what's your name? They go into the bigger room made of logs. <laughs> the ethnic chicks all, well, here we all are to help Michelle Rodriguez not want drugs. Any questions? The Josh from Blair Witch, but with glasses once all. <laughs> Take your time. Let it all out. There's a lot to go. Tell you what, that's LTP. You know what? I don't like this rap shit you got going. I'll start flaming you. And that Halo 4 review. Never mind. Washed from Blair Witch, but with glasses, one's all. Uh, whose friend or brother am I again? <laughs> it's just 901 liners stripped down. 
Josh Blair, which well, glass. Blonde girlfriend ones all. Baby, when you said we were going to spend some quality time at a cabin for my birthday, I think you left out a couple of details. What's his face? So look, she's my sister. Besides, we never have fun when it's just us anyway. Maybe this will be the best weekend of our lives, although granted it's Sunday night. But we're definitely over the hump. I can feel it. As he's talking, Michelle Rodriguez breaks a bunch of plates, pukes in their faces one by one, pulls her hair out in matted clumps and goes, It smells like CG in a book in here! I have to go! <laughs> Screaming woman's voice acting. Kelly one Nominee. Josh finishes tying off, taps his vein and goes, Hey, we can still shoot up in front of her, right? My intervention's not till June. Can't we just make this movie? No. All right. The ethnic chick saw, look, I'm a registered nurse. Trust me, there's only one medically proven way to kick heroin addiction, and that's cabins. (laughs) 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 They stop talking soon, sadly. Michelle Rodriguez is all, I'm out of here. What's his name's all? We're not letting you leave. That's why there's five of us. It's a major plot point. She picks up the keys, slams the door, and drives off. Josh is all, uh, I'm not a doctor. My major's in tracing. Uh, what step we on? Eleven? Michelle Rodriguez drivingly screams down a back lot and has a couple mishaps. What's his face? Drags her back. Chains her to the black snake moan. He's <laughs> <laughs> good news. Uh, well, maybe not good or news. Look, we'll talk more when you're unconscious. By the way, why'd you come back here? That was dumb. She's all, I saw a hideous zombie in the road, but instead of hitting it, I chose to plow into the lake and get concussion in semi-total, whoever's car that is. <laughs> then some trees raped me and impregnated me with tar. If it's a boy, I'm going to name him What's-His-Face, but don't let it go to your head. He's all, that's just your sobriety talking. Now go back into the bathroom with all those razor blades and lock the door while I wander around outside in that storm of blood calling the dog's name. <laughs> He locks her in somewhere, then goes into the living room, where after tripping over the handle 50 or 60 times, they realize there's a trap door in the floor. They go down. What's his face? It's all, well, a cellar full of dangling feline skeletons and two feet of shit water. Honey, bring our air mattress down. We just trade it up. (laughs) Have any of us ever been to this cabin before? I wasn't listening. Josh is all, well, my major's actually in book opening, but dead cats in Michigan can only mean three things, witchcraft, or worse. Hey, look, a book bound in human skin, written in blood, and wrapped in barbed wire. Everybody look around, maybe there's a Kindle urge. (laughs) I want to play that guy now. Although Michelle Rodriguez kills the dog with a hammer and boils her skin off in a shower room bigger than the woods... Josh still gets bored and goes to the presidential suite to stare at the book cover for a couple hours. <laughs> While the camera does a zoom thing. He's just staring at it. He's all, wow, barbed wire. Guess reading addiction's a pretty big problem out here. <laughs> they probably just do it with their book. Oh, cool, it comes with a pair of wire cutters. Talk about mixed signals. Ow, cut my finger turning a page. I'm such a pussy. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Don't read this, Josh. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, just don't read this part. Blah, blah, blah. Don't use a pencil to trace out this part, or you get shot with a nail gun for ten hours later. (laughs) Oh, cool. comes with a pencil. 
Just scratcheroo here. What the? Jackie Treehorn's dick? <laughs> <laughs> That's more Tom. He likes dick jokes. Damn you, hillbillies. I don't know why that part's funny to me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Josh, you can scratch out these three words. Just don't say them aloud, or at least not in the cabin. Seriously, you're still reading this. Say what you see, Josh. Fine, whatever. Here come the three words. Starting now from the page. JK now. Next page. No, now. They are Owa, Tagu, <laughs> Meanwhile, in the rest of the movie, Rihanna's all, Why did your sister come back? That was dumb. What's his name's all? She said some trees raped her and jammed a hell booger up her coot. Blonde chick's all, Well, she was kind of asking for it, dressed like that. I'm going to go wander off. This cabin's so huge. More shit happens, after which Josh and what's-his-name sit on the futon and compare notes. <laughs> it's an opsis told in flashback. What's-his-face is all, uh, so how'd hitting on Rihanna go? Josh is all, uh, she stabbed me in the eye with a hypodermic and heart and sack with glass shards. So better than last time. But that's me for you, always stuck in the friend zone. How about you? What's-his-face is all. Well, my girlfriend cut her arm off with an espresso maker, my sister killed my dog with a hammer, and my black chick cut her cheek off. This is the third worst intervention ever. Stupid heroin withdrawal. Josh is all. Actually, I think it's because I recited three words from that barbed wire book. The rest of it's just a bunch of injunctions not to say them and various damage control methods for after you say them. <laughs> On the upside, at least I said them right. Look, Poindexter, I think my heroin theory is a little more plausible, all right? If Rihanna still had vocal cords, I think she'd back me up on this. Our mom had a lot of issues, so that's the explanation. Her son's supposed to be a real fuckwad. <laughs> He's dumb. Josh is all. Yeah, uh, anyway, my Sumerian funeral incantation ease is a little rusty since my minor was in self-defense, but as best I can make out, the book says, as of this reboot, there's only three ways to kill evil deads. Number one, black hole. Number two, ten Polaris missiles blessed by a priest and cursed by a crone in a hoodie launched into each nut and four up the ass simultaneously. Three, tracking... Fuck you. <laughs> Did you just whisper? It's it, yeah, well, because this, that movie scared me into reading aloud. I mean, away from it, not towards it. Sorry. Number three, tracing Jackie Treehorn's dick backwards. Number four, fire. Although it didn't work on the book. Hello, Diablo Cody. And number five, a live burial for a couple seconds with saran wrap over your sister's face. And then there's also an appendix about making defibrillators out of Oldsmobile's fake shimps and corn syrup. Although in a pinch, I think we can substitute hummus for the Oldsmobiles. You guys still there? No. <laughs> What's his face all? Meh, too much talking. I'm going down to the basement. No offense, bro. Josh is all, no, I'm used to it. I'm beginning to think reading aloud from books isn't all it's cracked up to be, popularity-wise. Or opsies. Also, could you tell your sister to stop shooting me in the face with a nail gun and your girlfriend to stop whacking me in the skull and sack with the crowbar? I think they both took too literally some flirtatious euphemisms I proposed during the write-up. Long ops is short. Everybody gets possessed but Bland Boy, who kills a couple of them by ignoring the book's methods. He courageously realizes his sister's already locked up in the cellar, pours water all over the trap door, and strikes a match, but then goes, No, she's singing a song she sang earlier that I didn't remember. 
burn her alive while she pulls at my heartstrings. I'm going to bury her alive while she's something-somethings. But first I'm going to slip her into a red dress. Always hated this thing. He buries her, and just as he shovels the last shovel full of dirt onto her face, the fire on the nearby tree winks out. He's all, trees may be rapists, but they're not liars. Hang on, Michelle, digging out now. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Hey, look, burying you alive and stabbing you with a shock prod that I taped to a Pez dispenser totally fixed your split tongue, broken bones, boiled skin sores, and made you hot again. You know, maybe evil's too strong a word. When we look in the mirror, at least one's not in haunted cabins. Are we living types so perfect? Speaking of which, I didn't want to risk keeping the car keys in my pocket in case I lost my pants, so I left them in the cabin back there with the demonic spirits. BRB! <laughs> She's all, oh, I got a spare set right here, dude, in the dress. He's all, nope, too late, I'm on the porch. Oh, no, it's Josh. Fuck, I forgot to bury him, too. Five so many to keep track of. Michelle, run while I sacrifice myself. Go! <laughs> no! Run! <laughs> She's all, really? He's moving pretty slow there, although they were never slow before. Guess shattering his kneecaps with a crowbar was a good thing. Maybe come out here and then shut the door, and then we can torch the cap. He's all, no! There's too much time! <laughs> they take a smoke break and watch Josh shamp forward. Josh shuts the door for them, checks his watch, ch- shrugs apologetically, and shambles towards What's-His-Face again. But he takes so long they help him out by raising his arms and his hands on What's-His-Face's neck. Between the two of them, they finally finish him off. She goes outside, notices we're still watching, and stubs out her cigarette, coughing. Sorry, I mean, uh, wow, my brother gave his life, so I wouldn't have to go up against the weakest of the evil dead. one's <laughs> chasing me. I guess one of the rednecks? Yay, I got a chainsaw. Boo, it's out of gas. Yay, I only spilled 98% of it on the floor of the shed. Boo, forgot to kill the zombie. Yay, I'm in a car. Boo, I dropped the keys. Yay, I picked him up. Boo, the zombie called shotgun. Yay, it stuck the seatbelt. I can run away. Boo, I didn't run away. Yay, I'm under the car. Ground's always safe from the dead. Boo, she's tipping the car over. What would Charlize Theron do? Yay, I moved. Everything but my hand out of the way. Boo, my hand. Ow. Yay, chainsaw's always on, automatically now. Zombie's slow again. Boom, and still crushed, like Franco's. Yay, I have no wrist bones. <laughs> the zombie crawls up to her and goes, I just forgot that I'm super strong and you're holding a chainsaw. She's all, and I'm using my stump to chainsaw you because I forgot I have a working hand, bitch. <laughs> Splort, fap, schnizzle. She's all, well-burning cabin. My friend, sibling, and possibly parent are inside you. Been on that date. But at least they didn't evilly die for nothing, because I'm sober. The nearby well burps up her bag of smack. She catches it, blinks, and jacks a giant syringe onto her stump. Groovy. The end. (laughs) Hmm. He just hates the weak endings, instead of loving weak endings, like I want him to. (laughs) And Tom, speak. Uh, let's see. All right. So, uh, Evil Dead. It's not Evil Dead 4. We can't call it that. It's just Evil Dead. Um, but they're supposed to make Evil Dead 2 with her, and then Sam Raimi sa- says he's making Army of Darkness 2, and then Mia and Ash are supposed to be in Evil Dead 7. It's like a seven film series. And this is just Sam Raimi just sort of making up stuff he as he goes? Is what? Uh, yeah. I mean, they could be full of shit. But uh, I will believe it when I see it. Um, Army of Darkness in this movie are the same lore. 
which just confuses me on a couple points. Uh, I don't. I, yeah. Well, Kelly, why don't you explain that? So uh, you are an Evil Dead aficionado like me. I think Dingus is sort of new to the whole. Uh, Dingus yeah. maybe seen like half of one of them. I, I think. Uh, which one? Uh, none of them. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen half of something. I don't know what. It really? Is. You didn't see Evil Dead too? I thought he'd watch it this week to like catch up on it. Uh, which one's the one where, uh, like, like a hand crawls across the floor? There's Michael Caine in it, maybe. I don't know. You hear that, Tom? Yes, <laughs> I do. Yes. Uh, so, Kelly Wan, as one of the Evil Dead aficionados, uh, how did you feel it fit in? Do you feel it fit into that universe? Did it feel like an Evil Dead to you? Mm, more than I expected. I was really hostile to this movie before mm-hmm. I saw it. And then while I was watching it, and before I saw it, I was thinking, it's just weird to see Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell. It's kind of like watching an Aliens movie without Scorny Weaver, mm-hmm. which is called Prometheus. Um, <laughs> and her character is very generic compared to Bruce Campbell's. And she also gets – Bruce Campbell's character was always by himself. Like, he was always – he was had to save himself, and he was like a one-man show in the second movie. And this character kind of gets saved by her brother. And she's kind of generic. And he didn't have, like, a big spitball at the end like all the other Evil Deads. All the other ones kind of end big. Um, but I like. Is, is she supposed to be the Bruce Campbell character? Apparently, although she doesn't evince much. But in the first Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell's like the guy you don't know to like. He's the second banana and the trick right. hero. Towards the <clears> end, they were trying to do that. But I like the pacing of this movie, and I like the stupidity, and I like Chan Levy's acting, and I liked the gore, and I liked that tried to make the Evil Dead scary and kind of just wacky. So I thought that was cool. Okay, so I liked it. Uh, Dingus, had you, as a sort of a newbie uh, to the Evil Dead universe, what did you think of this thing? Um, I didn't know going in that I was going to be seeing this kind of movie because I just don't know what the heck it is. I thought it was going to be the most terrifying movie I've ever experienced. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Uh, First of all, Dingus, hold feeling. on. First of all, Dingus, it's the most terrifying, and I get onto you about this. It's the most terrifying film you will ever experience. Not movie, film. Yeah. You know, film is an actual. Uh, thing it's a product it's a material so i don't really talk about movies as films and i really resent people who do that Tom. so i don't think of this as the most uh, terrifying piece of scotch tape i've ever experienced um i was expect you know i went for a certain amount of time uh being scared because i'm really easy uh scare in movies i'm not used to being scared and i'm really uh, easy to scare and at a certain point in this movie i just uh, it's not like the movie ever bored me it's just that it, at a certain point i just stopped trying to drum up scares and the and i i just didn't get the tone i didn't know that this was the tone i was going to be getting um i didn't find it overly funny no. And it just didn't scare me very much. You know, when at a certain point, I just went, oh, okay, these are effects, and I'm just watching a bunch of effects. It's like an effects reel. I felt like I was watching an effects reel. For, but not uh, CG, they made a big point of, although they always say that. Whatever it is, it just looked like a bunch of effects instead of anything. You know, you know even, even grossing out would be fine, but it just looked like a bunch of rubbery effects, and I just kind of sat there and weathered it. I like the look of it, so, uh, I, you know, they, they are making a big to-do of there being no CG, 
And I kind of applaud that. I mean, that's something that a lot of low-budget horror movies make a virtue of not having CG. And I like that here. I did like the look of it, even though, as you say, Dingus, it was all very effects. And when she's vomiting the blood, you can totally tell, oh, there's a hose strapped to the side of the actress's face and they're cheating the angle. I, I enjoy the craft of all of that stuff. But the reason that I didn't find it the least bit scary is uh, I didn't care about anyone. Yeah. I mean, it starts off, it, it, as you joked about Kelly Wand, uh, I had no idea who people were to whom. I, for instance, I didn't know who was dating whom. Like, no, yeah. none of the actors really related to each other. And the whole brother-sister thing, Kelly Wand, you did mention you liked Jane Levy's acting, but she did nothing for me. And I... I she I, seemed I, scared. She seemed scared, and she's got an interesting face. And, you know, I certainly enjoyed watching her as an actress, but I didn't really see her connecting with anyone. And I think part of the problem is uh, Shiloh Fernandez, who is our main hero for a long time. And the guy, he's been, I've seen him in other movies where he similarly fails to anchor the movie. He's in a a movie called Dead Girl, which is uh, him and an actor you might know from uh, Ryan Johnson movies named Noah Segan. And they play buddies who find an animated corpse of this hot chick and they have sex with it and it's this interesting movie about necrophilia and zombies and teenage sexuality and it kind of falls apart because shiloh fernandez really can't carry the movie as he's supposed he's a zombie to. but the wrong kind of zombie <laughs> and then he was also in that little red riding hood remake with amanda seyfried uh where again he just couldn't oh it's who yeah, is he in like, that he doesn't even register for me yeah for he's that. the love interest in that Did you uh, <sighs> I really did, I watch, did you watch that Red Riding Hood movie? Yeah, yeah, it's not any good. Like it has some cool production design that? stuff, but uh Hans Elephant. And Gary Oldman is just ridiculous. Uh but Shiloh Fernandez is the hero in that and he's supposed to anchor the movie. So similarly here, Shiloh Fernandez, who I think of as a better looking but less talented Joaquin Phoenix, uh here he is he, he can't match anything. I don't feel there's any connection between him and Jane Levy. And that's what should drive the movie, and I just don't feel it lives up to that. So when terrible things start happening to characters, I don't really care. And so unless it's going to have the crazy, over-the-top funhouse quality of Evil Dead 2, which similarly treats his characters in a disposable way, I'm just not going to be that interested. Except Bruce Campbell's character. Well, Bruce Campbell, that, that is a good point, Kelly Wand, is there's really no equivalent to Bruce Campbell no. here. Bruce it Campbell needs is, it. It totally needs it. Like, Bruce Campbell, if you're going to have a crazy funhouse movie, you know, Bruce Campbell is perfect to sit at the center of that. And this one actually reminds me, and and I don't mean this as a compliment, but it, it's so similar to the first Evil Dead, right. which doesn't have That's, any sense for its characters. It's It's got this weird, icky quality where it wants to gross you out. Uh, and ultimately, I don't care about the first Evil Dead. You know, wow. Sam Raimi didn't really hit his stride until the second one, I feel. I love that movie. You're crazy. You remember the... Well, it's got, you know, like Dingus was saying, effects. Like, I love some of the demon effects in the first Evil Dead. Uh, I, I like certainly the look of it, and I like how Sam Raimi... And was that... Was he working with Barry Sonnenfeld in the first Evil Dead? Oh, no. I think it was Cullen. So okay. I think you're right. Uh, but at any rate, I love seeing some of the craft emerging in the first Evil Dead. But as far as caring about the characters or being scared, it, it does nothing for me. But the whole thing about Bruce Campbell in the first one being the surprise hero at the, towards the end when you think it's going to be the blonde guy for most of the movie. Like, right. I thought that was cool in the first Evil Dead. And I sort of gave it a pass in this because of that, maybe. Like they're trying to be as make the characters as boring as those people were. 
Well, the character switch they do here really felt like a cheat, and I didn't it's, care for it at all. Well, uh-huh. It's like in that in the original, though, it's like you have Bruce Campbell as far as you're in this. It could have just been anybody. Well, well it could have been. I mean, what's the character switch? What do you mean? Oh, the fact that our hero is Shiloh Fernandez, and then he dies at the end, and Jane Levy comes back, and then oh, she right. is our heroine for the conclusion. Uh, that just felt like such a cheat, uh, and I. It, yeah. In the first Evil Dead, though, it's, it's what makes Bruce, like, his character evolves from being a second banana who we don't expect to survive to being this huge comic book origin well, story. Hero. Well, is that, does that happen organically in that movie, or is that Sam Raimi discovering, geez, I've got lightning in a bottle here with Bruce Campbell? I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to hang my hat on here, so I'm I'm curious about what you're talking about with this Bruce Campbell. I wish you watched the originals because I think you'd have a different. I think you would have gone in with a different. Well, I don't. I just don't know what tone I'm supposed to. You know, I I'm not paying attention to the marketing, so I don't know. This is the most terrifying film I'm supposed to experience. Um, I just know that it's that I'm tr- that I'm kind of trying to be scared, and then it's at a certain point in the movie I realize, boy, I'm really trying to be scared. That's not really scary. Yeah. So I, was, I don't, I don't, and I'm not laughing. I'm not, it's not hilarious, and the horror isn't real. So I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what the tone is, and I wanted, I want the movie to communicate to me. Here's, here's what my tone is. Uh, here's where we're going, and I don't know what this movie is trying to tell me. I, I think part of that problem is that it, it's, it, it approaches being ridiculous so often without being completely ridiculous like if it had any sense how silly that nail gun scene was i think i might have enjoyed that more i mean just there there was no sense of oh look how goofy it is that this nail gun is just plunging nails through a you know two by four from 20 feet away i mean that that was absurd and i don't think the movie knew that it was absurd uh the, the book for instance you know the book is kind of goofy looking in the the original movies, and I think they even do some stop motion animation with it. Uh, but here, it it looked like somebody drawing album covers from heavy metal albums in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, God, that's sense of history. And it looked like someone just took a ballpoint pen, yeah. a red ballpoint the pen, and was just writing. Yeah, like I I don't think the so I think the movie really took itself seriously, and I got the sense it was trying to. So that then when it was doing over the top ridiculous stuff, like with the nail gun and cutting off the girl cutting off her arm and her arm being possessed, I, I just don't feel like it knew how kind of ridiculous that that stuff. Also, the Evil Dead using nail guns is kind of bullshit too. Like the whole thing was like you use it on them. Because they can, like, fly around and shit, and, and they chew on your shoe and things. <laughs> <laughs> well, the evil did here, like, I won't... I, yeah, what were there? And, and another thing, too, is I didn't get the sense of them either being super powerful or... Uh, I, I didn't yeah, understand they, the rules. You know, there were crazy things with, with, you know, with Jane Levy, like, standing on a platform, and they roll her around, and that looks kind of cool. But you got the sense that they were super powerful, indestructible things in the Sam Raimi movies... And here, Lou Taylor Pucci just kills one of them with a toilet. Um, yeah, instantly. Yeah. And it so says why? dismemberment or fire, and then toilet's not mentioned. Well, I think – and that's another <laughs> thing is I didn't <laughs> – That's in the appendix. <laughs> you got to read the appendices. I didn't understand what those rules were. That was – like, for instance, I thought he was going to have to do all three of those, bury her alive, dismember her, and yeah. burn her. And I was the like, well, wait a minute. Hard to kill. I feel like it was really annoying. That. Right, right. Uh, and the, no, yeah. I, think, I think it makes it very clear that it's 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 a choice. It's multiple you choice. Pick one of those. Okay. And, those and, and David, David, what's his name says? This time it's got to be the hard way. 
And I didn't understand any of that, why he buries her. I, I, I didn't understand why we have to ride along with that idiot anyway. But uh, for me, he's he's a more boring Orlando Bloom. Oh, jeez. That's, that's tough. That's, that's, a tough, that's tough to Orlando be more boring Bloom's than Orlando Bloom. Orlando arrows, though. He's cool. Compared <laughs> to the sky. I, and I, I also really resented the fact that so many horror movies open with a bunch of kids going out into the woods. For instance, that's such a horror movie trope. Um, and I liked how this one, a bunch of kids are going into the woods, they're going to go to a cabin, and I liked the twist that one of them's going to kick heroin. I really liked this idea that, oh, and she's going to get possessed, and nobody's yeah. going to believe that she's possessed because they're just going to think that she's, you know, she's just in withdrawal. Uh, and I didn't think they did anything with that. Like, that, that kind of was a setup that got abandoned about halfway through. Because it doesn't fit the story, because it's like the evil dead start possessing everybody minutes later, so for them not to believe her doesn't have much, it doesn't matter. But, but I, for me, not knowing the universe, I wish we hadn't had that ridiculous opening scene with the hillbillies that you, that you talked about, and that there, were, there was a certain amount of time where I was just thinking, is she hallucinating? And I wasn't sure where we were going. Uh, the, I, I wish that, that we had had more of that character development rather than less of it. And then we suddenly, then we get, then it gets revealed to us as the audience. Oh no, this is real. What she's seeing is real. Right. Or at least, yeah. Or at least played more with this idea of demon possession as a metaphor for her, for addiction or, yeah. or something. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential to play with that, that, you know, the movie didn't seem to appreciate. Or lost interest. But, but did you, I mean, I don't know the universe, but again, do you guys have any sense of that feeling of, would that have worked for them to kind of play with this idea for us as the audience to think, is this what they're experiencing or is this her hallucination from going through withdrawal? Uh, I think it could have worked if they had played with it, but... The, the whole possession thing in Evil Dead is so over the top and obvious uh, uh, that I don't I don't think. And, and that's another thing is it didn't explore this idea of the spirit moving through the woods and seeking someone out. You know, they did that cool. Picks. Yeah, like they did that cool camera trick of the, the cameras on a gimbal or whatever. I don't know how they do that. The camera just sort of hurtling through the woods. Um, and zeroing in on Jane Levy, but through trees and windshields. Yeah, like, like chasing it, her. They didn't improve on that. They actually down, they de-scoped Sam Raimi. What Sam Raimi did on foot running through the woods and risking his neck to do in 1981, they couldn't do with 10 million times more dollars. But there was a lot of stuff that they tried to touch on, Sam Raimi-isms, that they either pulled back from or didn't appreciate. And, and one of them, I think, uh, like... You know, the tree rape in the original Evil Dead is kind of weird and icky, and it's like, oh, God, what am I watching? And here it was just it's fatal, too. You never come back. Yeah, 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 exactly. She gets raped to death by trees, and it's awful. But here, here it was oddly kind of coy. Like, they're just playing with the idea that it crawls up her leg, and you're just supposed to sort of figure out what it is. And, 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 and the thing is, too, yeah, the trees weren't animated. She could have easily been like what Dingus is talking about until you see the they other demon. Yeah, right, exactly. They were like... Or something. Right. She, and, and they didn't grab her. Like, she just got tangled up in them. There wasn't this sense of the woods actively violating, holding her and violating her. Then it lets her, her go, because that's how it gets into the cabin. It can get into the cabin anyway. They're right. making people dead way less powerful. <laughs> right. It just smashes through shit. It gets through cars, everything. 
Well, and another another Ramyism too, where they pulled back was all the uh, MacGyver stuff. You know, Bruce Campbell playing with the uh, the the chainsaw. There's just great payoff with that in Evil Dead Two, and here I get we get the MacGyver defibrillator, and that's it. Uh, yeah, and it's the other guy doing it too. It's the brother making it. Right, like it should have been her. And, and not only making it, but it was a really stupid gimmick too. Like, oh, he's going to live barrier, and then res- we're going to have that kind of half-assed abyss resuscitation sequence <laughs> where we're just yeah. showing him flipping a switch. I mean, it's uh, I. Uh, is there is there this much gasoline available in the original? Because there's this it's, cabin has so much gasoline, it's like a petroleum factory. <laughs> well, he also. The car has uh, science books in it, so he can make gunpowder in the past. That car would be in the past, by the way, wouldn't it, if this is by the same method. Ah, that's right, Kelly Wand. Yeah, so Dingus, that's a nod. The car that she's sitting on is totally a nod to Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. It's in all his movies. That car appears in Right, right. Uh, which I, I will say, though, I, I liked the production design. I liked the look of the cabin and the look of the woods and the look of that old car. And uh, I like the demon makeup, I guess. Like, it looked fine, but... I, I, I was, like, towards the end, I was, like, starting to dare to hope that it was just going to loop back in some weird way to Ash, and then it didn't. <laughs> Kelly Wan, did you stay through the credits? Yeah, that didn't, I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't either. That was basically an extraneous wink, like, at the end of Freddy right. vs. Jace. It's like, aren't we great? It's a Brewster egg. And now you're going to wink at us. Yeah, after all that earnestness, and, oh, okay, now we're going to get a wink. Uh-huh. Plus, it's, it also, it's like... It reminds me that she didn't like if he says groovy, she has to say something even awesomer. Like that's the whole thing is that you made you remade the movie to improve on it. Like <laughs> she, she by the way, she couldn't be content with one little tagline when she dispatches the villain. It took two. She well, needed two taglines to kill the the main demon. And I don't remember either of them. Kelly Wan, they were main demon. I, actually, I wasn't sure. Was that her? Was it the main demon? The daughter? I was a little unclear. Oh, was it the daughter? I the don't know. Daughter? Can't to say. I saw your daughter. I didn't even tell. That was supposed to be Bruce Campbell's doppelganger because he looked different from him and talked different because he shut his throat out. Wait, what are you talking about, Kelly Wand? I'm just rambling. Wait, are you, you're talking about this Evil Dead? There's a Bruce? No. Uh, oh. Army of Darkness where it's like he – another. Oh, oh. It's – it's pointless. But here I didn't understand who that Uber – like when we know that, oh, okay, this guy's raining blood. Now she's got to fight the main demon. I was like, wait. another way not covered in the book. So. Yeah, I just didn't get who that was supposed to be. Is that yeah. the devil itself? What is that? Or was that her? From Like I thought because didn't she see herself? In the, I mean it's the one that impregnated her. Was that her? Like was she attacking herself? Uh, uh, hard to tell with all this shit on her face. I guess so. But Kelly won the two taglines. Dingus, do you remember the two taglines? No, uh, sure. Which one? Which one do you want to do? Which one should I do? I want you to do both of them, Dingus. Feast on this, motherfucker. All right. And what's take? Now that's not enough. C minus. Okay. So now, Dingus, you're not done. You still have another tagline after killing the demon. What will it be? I'm not going to do it. Go back to hell, bitch. <laughs> Kelly won. What does that one get? I'm not going to do it. Uh, he did do it anyway. That was Dingus expressing reluctance before saying that. The Wait, so she's she calls a motherfucker her motherfucker and then bitch. Right. Fifty-eight uh, percent. Okay, good. <laughs> Shut up, Bond. But I also liked. Well, never mind. Where, what are, what's where? up with the air raid sirens? What is what's the I deal like with the, the, the music? I, you know, the the music and the uh, the sound design in this are the two things I did like. 
I just didn't understand all the weird air raid sirens at the so, end. It felt like a remix or something. The air raid sirens reminded me of a brilliant Japanese horror game from the 90s called <laughs> Silent Hill. Uh, and in the original Silent Hill, there, there's this deserted town, and occasionally you hear air raid sirens, and it gets conv- converted to this demonic ghost world. Uh, so I loved hearing those old hand-cranked sirens in the, in the music cues. Uh, I really dug that. Um, don't know that it was a conscious nod, but that's just what it reminded me of. So they're not making that on purpose, or it was just bad foley work. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but you, bad you, foley work. No, I mean it was on purpose. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you know a generation of filmmakers who are now making horror movies know Silent Hill and, and draw from that, uh, or if they come up with that on their own. I don't, I don't know. It's um, not a silent siren. Silent Hill is an ironic title, Kelly Wand. It's a metaphor. <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, how about a dog named Grandpa? Are you guys okay with that? It's just a bummer. If you like, I don't know. If it doesn't, if the dog's not going to get evil deaded, I don't understand why it's in the movie. It's in the movie to give you the. Uh, They're evil. They killed the dog. No, it's to give, it's to give you the opportunity for Chekhov's cave that leads into the cabin. I think isn't that the only reason? You <laughs> need a dog for that? <laughs> yeah, you don't need a dog for that. What else yeah. are you going to have? A guinea pig? I mean, you know. I, I liked the yeah, dog no, named Grandpa. I don't know that it's any better than a dog named Inca, which is the dog's actual name. Um, but I, I just didn't understand why is there a cave leading under the shed? I don't know why that exists. So the you know, dog can show it to us. Well, well, David knows about it. Right. Uh, Dingus, it's a tautology. <laughs> like the Earth's weight. <laughs> uh, I don't like, like, I, I, you know, killing animals for shock value, uh, I, I need to be into the movie. Otherwise, I'm just like, screw you, movie. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when, the, when the dog dies in, uh, in I Am Legend, I'm down with that. When uh, Nell Sweetser kills the cat in uh, The First Last Exorcism, I'm down with that because I'm liking the movie. You like Abby. If I'm, if I'm not, Abby, exactly. Paranormal Activity 2. Abby was totally awesome, the dog in that. Um, but when I, you know, if I'm not into a movie and it's just going to gratuitously kill an animal, I'm like, screw you, movie. And, and so I was not happy with what with Grandpa's and they face. Just, yeah, and they just brought him and chained him up outside. So he only existed just... <laughs> well, well, actually, to be fair, Kelly Wan, he does discover the basement. So at least yeah. Grandpa... So actually, Grandpa's the one that got them all killed. Nice job, dog. Thanks, Grandpa. It's like an anti-Toto. One, two, three, not only you and me. I mean... You know, <laughs> just anything now start Britney Spears, apparently. Charlie Wan, no, I love that. I that do. he's an anti-Toto. Because having seen Wizard of Oz recently and Toto accomplished everything, so you were he is. You were in dead silence for a few seconds while you fumbled for the Britney Spears. That was your admiration. For... I mean, thank you. It's, it's not going to make any sense when he edits all that out, by the way. Answer, sir. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. You why, don't you, why don't you screw up more of my post-production work? You hate Wizard of Oz, and now you like Toad. I'd explain that. All right, let's do a three by three. Enough Evil Dead. Uh, Dingus, Enough what have you done to us this week? Oh, see, that's what he—he's oh. he, opening with that Dingus. You can take that from him. Yes, I will, because you know he loves the movie so much. I'm going to give him a little leeway. Uh, this, these are your fe- three best instances of smoke usage 
in movies, but not, you can't have any fire in the scene, and this isn't smoking something like a cigarette or anything else. This isn't smoking, this is just a smoke effect or smoke used in the scene. So, like, the effects you get from smoke in your brain chemistry, not your t- in your time rise. Right. I really want you guys to use uh, some old lungs that were brought into somebody's health class. Let's see. Smoke, no uh, fire, no smoking. I, I have no idea what he's looking for in this. I'm uh, looking for smoke. Smoke. <laughs> smoke. My liver is on fiber. Smoke. He'll, we'll find out what he meant. When I guess so. It was number one. He goes, anyway, Seaman Beaumont, <laughs> when he spontaneously combusted. Oh, wait. I'm glad you mentioned that. Your three favorite uses of semen. Got it. Yeah. Right, well, Kelly Wan, start us off. What do you have for your favorite use of smoke? There can be no fire in the scene, and there cannot be someone like smoking a cigarette. So just, just smoke. Uh, what do you got, Kelly Wan? Number three. <laughs> My number three is the smoke and the fly and telepods because it represented the horror of DNA being teleported. How, do you accept that one, Dingus? Is there an, is, uh... it's science. It's like science. <laughs> right? The smoke and the fly and telepods. Yeah. All right. I think that's more foggy, but that's fine. I'll, I mean, uh-huh. you guys don't care about smoke in movies. Take it away. Top it. <laughs> I wanted real smoke, not science smoke made out of fucking particles. That's how he talks, huh? Talking. That is very much like Dingus, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, my number three, Dingus. I really, I didn't, I don't know what you were looking for. I just, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, this, uh, my number three. So there's, you do eventually see the flames that create this, but when you first see it, you only see the smoke. It's heavy smoke. So I'm just going to say, if you need to disqualify it, but because of the actual flames, you can cut before you see the flames, but. One of my favorite uses of smoke in a movie is the uh, the tire apocalypse in um, in rubber, where the little tires rolling along, and eventually it comes across all these other tires. It, it just sees black smoke rising up, and it sees through the chain link fence this tire apocalypse, where like a tire holocaust, where a bunch of tires are being thrown onto a fire and, and going up in black smoke, and and it's a turning point for the tire because it then goes on to try to exterminate humanity because it cuts to like I think it even says like weeks later or something like that and the town is just like littered with with the bodies of people whose heads have been exploded by the tire so the the tire holocaust in rubber uh do you want me to say tire apocalypse or tire holocaust which you prefer <laughs> tire apocalypse uh, well it's not, it is more of a tire holocaust it's not an end of the world for it. so it's it's a tire holocaust well, doesn't Holocaust mean fire? Okay, fire. Yeah. Hologram means smoky tire. In- <laughs> but it definitely okay. does. Sh- it does show the flames. So the other two, I was more careful about. But you do eventually see the flames. But as the tire is coming up to the tire Holocaust, you only see the smoke. So an Excalibur on the Terry track. Wait, there's more. John Borman <laughs> said there's that there's like a besiege the castle scene and all this really cool like ethereal fairy smoke around it. He said, Yeah, we had to burn a bunch of tires for that, so everyone was vomiting in between the shots. So it's like all these guys in armor and it's this magical thing. The movie is not very green, is it, Kelly Wand? Well, but they used a green filter. Uh, it's, mm, it's, uh you experience it, you're not smelling it, so it's not like evil dead. Good point, Kelly Wand. Just trying to help, man. 
Dingus, what is your number three pick for this awesome topic of yours of smoke with no fire and no smoking? It cannot be Gandalf blowing a, a smoke ship through Bilbo's smoke ring. That's just air, as opposed to smoke. <laughs> what else can't it be? Uh, it can't be... Um, it has to be Earth smoke. It can't be, uh, like, antimatter. Can't be right. space. Oh, no space smoke. All right, got it. It can't be soot or steam. It cannot no be dust. It, it can't be the dust at the beginning of Close Encounters. It cannot be that. All right. It can't. It has to be visible. It has to be seen and not heard. All right, not invisible. So it can't be carbon monoxide. Got it. Right. Can't be z- z- xenon. Can't be xenon, warrior princess. <laughs> it can't be uh, that Kate Winslet movie. Hey, Tom, how much does smoke weigh? On Mars. Smoke would have weight, wouldn't it? I mean, it weighs less than gravity. <laughs> gravity weighs like 30 pounds. How much does gravity weigh? It weighs, anything that weighs less than gravity rises, Dingus. <laughs> yeah, gravity is one unit. Net begins. <laughs> I would, yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if someone, all they knew about science, like works, this podcast is the only thing that survives of our civilization, since <laughs> they think that we were the wisest. Until they stick it to Stephen Hawking, huh? Just plan. All right, sorry, smoke. Awesome. All right, Dingus, what is your number three pick for this, this topic? It's a good point, Tom, by the way. Maybe give us a line from it, Dingus. Okay. Smoky so line reading. Smokes. Smoky blue. <laughs> He's a rowdy boy. He's reckless. Uh, that sounds like his. It's got to be something from that. Uh, what's that Kevin Costner cowboy movie? He's always talking about dance, it. That's, uh, with, uh, dances with wolves. Isms. Yeah. Dances with Guam. What? It's not. It's from a movie called The Hurt Locker. And the uh, this my favorite little instance of smoke in that movie is when William James, played by Jeremy Renner, uh, pops off the smoke grenade as he walks down the street to find the car bomb. So uh, it's... I can totally understand why people who don't like this movie and really hate this character uh, hate this moment. But Ooh. I love this moment. You mean There's plenty of people who who people say like that you? that this is you know, yeah they they think it's unrealistic and they think this character could never exist. Um, and when he's when he's just breaking in his team, <laughs> is that uh, a criteria he, for liking yeah, movie, By the way, because I don't. I don't is, <laughs> this movie's about bombs. <laughs> There's no way this guy. <laughs> There's no way that kid would have gotten blown up. Uh, That's, that was my big problem with Evil Dead, too, is I didn't find any of those characters realistic. <laughs> yeah, too much like Kurt Locker. So, so plenty of folks did get upset about that. Uh, but So anyway, as, as he's walking down the street to check out this car bomb, he pops off a smoke grenade, and, uh, and he, he obscures what his team can see and how his team is going to protect him, which totally freaks them out. And he says he's just doing it as a as a distraction, which is true, but I think he's also doing it to break in his team and to mess around with them, and the filmmakers are kind of messing around with us as well. But it just it's it's such a beautiful image of 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 him in that gigantic bomb suit emerging from that smoke. And part of part of what I love about this topic is how how smoke is shot in a scene. Don't giggle at me, Tom. Shut you can't you can't love your own topic, by the way. Oh yes, I can. There's no no giving plaudits to your own. The more you topic. hate it, the more there's plenty, uh, there's plenty of self love available on this podcast. What? Is, what what are the names 
what are the names of the members of his team? This is one of the things I love about. I, I rarely remember names in movies, but I've seen Hurt Locker enough. And I'm, I, I like these names sorry. enough. Nope. Dingus, do you know the names of the other two dudes on his team? I don't know his rank. But... What did Kelly just say? Sarge. <laughs> Kelly, that one. Of There's a Sarge LT. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, shotguns. Well, Sanborn and Eldridge. Yep, I love those names. Those are awesome. Yeah, and, and in that scene, you're just, I love hearing their names and knowing who you're talking about. Sanborn. I mean, I love the way they're calling back and forth to each other. And you know that Anthony Mackie is Sanborn. And you know that, uh, who's Eldridge? Uh, uh, he's a kid who was just in, uh, Flight. I forget the actor's name. He played, he was Did a you co-pilot. See that movie? Yeah, yeah, Flight's awful. Uh, he was the co-pilot in Flight. I really like that kid. I can't think of his name, though. I can't either. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but so it's so it's William James, uh, Sanborn, and Eldridge. And I love the way that he's talking to Sanborn, Sanborn mainly as he goes through the the smoke and just that that physical image, that beautiful film image of him in that ginormous suit walking through that smoke grenade and emerging from that smoke. It's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous image and it's a weird, beautiful character moment too. So there you go. There's my number three, Hurt Locker. Yeah, he gets the boring name. The two insulary characters get the awesome Starbucks. Well, I do often think that he's Sanborn, and even though I can hear Anthony Mackie in my head saying his name, I just think surely Jeremy Renner has to be playing Sanborn because that's such a cool name. (laughs) Sanborn's my favorite World of Warcraft novel. It's got heat on the end. (laughs) Jesus, kill Bond. (laughs) Set in. uh, Well, Kelly, what's your second favorite smoke in a movie? Wait, I had a funny joke, but I forgot it. Oh, yes. Kelly Wan, do you know any good jokes? Uh, I forgot. Damn it! In that Cut, case, Angus, what's your... Repeat everything you said a minute ago. <laughs> Get yeah. Kelly Wan back on track. Now, in that case, Kelly Wan, what is your second favorite oh, oh, I remember. smoke in a movie with... Oh, yes. Wait, wait. I forget. Hey, Dingus, did the smoke in that movie, was it a metaphor for the Iraq War at all, or was it just... Uh, Hurt Locker took place in Afghanistan. Whatever, nerd. All right, my number two is, uh, I'll do a quote from Real, real quick, Kelly, I love that people are going to think Dingus actually thought that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's All the right. cap of Iraq, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jalalabad. Remember when they said, remember when the Iraq war started and the, the newsmen would say things like, it's on a, it's happening in a country most Americans couldn't even find on a map. Because most Americans don't have maps. Jeez. Right. <laughs> We're doing the other Miss America. All right. So, yeah, number two. Do a quote from the movie. <clears throat> Barney, how'd you get telekinesis, dude? Uh, I got zapped after I spilled some chemicals. They zapped yeah. me. It's what cute. is the use of smoke in zapped? Describe it for us, Kelly Wand. That's not the movie I'm quoting. Oh, it's not zapped. Oh. <laughs> Someone named Barney getting zapped by chemicals. Uh, I, don't, I don't know this movie. All right, I'll use. I'll do another quote. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sweet, bro. Use it to help me have sex with Heather Thomas by embarrassing her repeatedly in public. Is this that movie where, um, where that dude plays a coroner? What's the name of his? Quincy. The movie <laughs> being rebooted with uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, isn't there one where Michael Keaton? Like, it's called like Night Tricks or Night Party. Night Shift. Night, night Shift. Right. Michael J. Fox is famous. But who was the, what was the corner movie last year called Barney or Barry or something? Armitage? Oh, oh, the Jack 
black thing. It was oh, called Jack Black, like, yeah. Barney. What? No, not Barney. It was called Barney. What the heck was that Barney. called? Yeah. Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. Like Bar- That's what Kelly's quoting. Bernie. Go ahead, Kelly. Stop How is smoke used in Bernie? Are they burning corpses? <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Bernie the adjective. <laughs> Tom's cat reviews me. <laughs> um, no, it's zapped. I was joking. It is zapped. I knew it. All right. See, one of its many subplots that goes mm-hmm. nowhere and doesn't involve telekinesis in any way, kind of like Looper, is that they're growing weed in a greenhouse in their lab, which also doesn't affect telekinesis, and the principal secretary finds it, so they have to burn it all in the basement furnace. And Scatman Crothers is like the basketball coach, I mean the baseball coach. He's the basketball coach in Ireland Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, and the baseball one in Zapped. Anyway, so he doesn't have The Shining, even though Scott Bayo's Carrie, and the movie's kind of a parody of Carrie, and he hails the marijuana smoke, dreams his wife's chasing him shooting salamis at his head because she disapproves of salami even though she's black but not weed because ditto anyway i think the smoke represents nietzsche's fear of self so that's my number two all right uh my number two is a movie that actually is not really available uh but it's an actual movie it's my favorite movies it's called uh, dark island uh and it's hold on it's a horror movie this is a what this is a real this, thing. You, the things you see and then you haven't seen or read. <laughs> this, I, this I watched instead of Wizard of Oz for the longest Terry time. had to see Dark Island. But I have seen Dark Island. So Dark Island, uh, <laughs> a bunch of people get on a boat and they're going to an island. The island actually is not dark. <laughs> is that the tagline? <laughs> well, the scariest island you'll ever experience. <laughs> the darkest island you'll ever Wait, you guys don't even know what's wrong with this island. The darkest island you'll ever Always night. <laughs> Let me explain what happens on this island before you guys laugh at this movie. Because uh, this is this is serious stuff. On this island, there was government testing, and what got loose from the government testing is basically the smoke monster from Lost. Now it can't say, "Hey, it's a smoke monster from Lost," but you know, looking at it, that's what it is. It's the smoke monster. Smoke now, monsters always on islands. It's always on islands, especially this dark island. Now, what di- what you didn't know from watching Lost is what the smoke monster does. <laughs> What Dark Island answers is, hey, what what does the smoke monster do when it catches people? So here, when it catches them, it turns them into zombies. Oh, all right. That's what the one well, on Lost does, I thought. No, it just picks up, like, it just doesn't it just pick up Mr. Echo and then drop him and he dies? Does it really yeah, turn people? because you want it off the show. That's what it, it, it's, a, it's like a producer. <laughs> Only slightly less smoke. Well, well, this smoke monster turns you into zombies. Now, here's how you fight. They didn't know this on Lost, but in Dark Island, they figure out how to fight the smoke monster. And the way you fight the smoke monster... Hands. It knows with these special fire extinguisher guns. Uh, wait, those have smoke in them. I guess that's fighting fire with fire, though. It's like fighting... It's like white smoke against the black, black smoke of the smoke monster. It's yeah. vaporous. And you have these ridiculous scenes, too, where, like, one of the zombies is coming after somebody, and they spray the zombie down with – it's really just a fire extinguisher and a big, goofy-looking gun. And they spray the zombie down with the fire extinguisher, and then the zombie falls down defeated. Wait, um, why don't they just shoot the zombie and use the smoke on the smoke? Like, why do they the, – No, you can't shoot these zombies, Kelly Wan. You have to use – well, they do. They use this fire extinguisher on the zombies and on the smoke monster itself. Sounds like uh, someone's trying to save some money who's making <laughs> 
15th least terrifying. Well, let me tell you my favorite thing about Dark Island, and Dingus has seen this. So at one point, there's two dudes who have to <laughs> subdue one of the, the have to subdue a zombie chick because they don't want to kill her. That's another thing. Is it's it's their buddy. You know, they're like, we don't want to kill her. She's our buddy. Let's try to subdue her and see if we can de-zombify her. So they have to capture her, but she's a zombie. She's super strong. So. The two dudes, one of them, he's got really long hair, and the other's this real hot-headed sort of Asian guy who's real cocky, and, and they, they beat up the zombie chick, and they spray her with a fire extinguisher, and they get in a heavy fight with her, and the the Asian dude is like totally like, or no, the guy with long hair is like totally all jacked up after the fight, and they've subdued the zombie chick, and he runs up and he kicks the zombie chick even after she's down, and he like kicks her because okay. he's so mad. And after he kicks her, he's putting his hand up to brush his face, his hair back from his face. And there's a shot of the two actors just standing looking down at the body while the one actor's brushing his hair out of his face. And then the Chinese actor, the Asian fella, who's more reasonable, actually, he is putting his hand on the other guy's chest to say, hey, dude, that's cool. Don't kick her anymore. Reasonable. <laughs> And in, in this moment, it's one of these beautiful things caught on film that you could watch a hundred movies and never see this. Their hands lock <laughs> on an accident as the guy is raising his hand up to brush his hair back. And as the other guy is pushing his, holding his hand out to hold the dude back, they do this weird thing where their hands catch each other. And they have a confused moment where they briefly hold hands. And they use that take, which I love about Dark Sure, Island. it wasn't just an improvise, like they read the uh, work. Well, the thing is, they have to, like, they don't cut, they have to acknowledge it, and they both have this sort of awkward look, like, ooh, we just held hands. Do we do we keep going? Is someone going to call cut? Oh, no, I guess we Did you hear the director in the background? Oh, yeah. You did not. <laughs> don't they act slightly Talk aggressive to... as if that was a fight move? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it's a beautiful moment, and there's a smoke he monster. He started so. with one hand. <laughs> now I just got to do or lock the other fist. It's so far removed from the smoke thing. Like they've set up, oh, the only way to kill is through smoke, but then it's fist fight. It's more, it's not a fight. It's just a little entanglement. It's a brief entanglement. It's a chance encounter, Kelly Wand. Those yeah, I want. Give off. me that fist. Fist me up. See, what, they didn't, he wouldn't know. What, I don't. Get that fist up in here. There's so wrong. sexual techniques you can only talk chicks into if they're zombies. Hmm. Shut up, wand. <laughs> Dingus, give us a line from your number two pick for favorite use of smoke in a movie that does not have fire and is not involving someone smoking. Right, my number two pick, I'm only going to use one word for my quote. Are you ready? Yes. Home. There's fire. That's you know uh, the, the, the Okaloan's farm is definitely burning. There's fire. Or Nell, that one with Jodie Foster, where she's like a hillbilly forest gun. <laughs> no, when you're looking at the corpses, those smoldering corpses of Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Oh, I don't you're know. not talking about the homestead. You're talking about the actual corpses. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's smoke pouring off of them. And that's horrific. I just remember being horrified by the just the smoke pouring off of Star Wars. <laughs> But, you know what? He, yeah, I think he's right, though. Like, you have to go back to being seven, and you don't really see skeletons that often in movies, even. And then you, I don't know, you guys weren't watching those Jason and the Argonauts things? I saw skeletons all the time as a kid. But those, those skeletons yeah, were, were fucking animated. Are you kidding? 
That's not scary. So that, that and a skeleton just smoldering that is, is even less scary. If those were to get up and be animated and fight with swords, that would be scary. You know, that's, this is why Evil Dead wasn't scary to me at all. Because when that when that girl cuts her tongue with the knife, I'm like, all right, whatever. But when those those skeletons are clutching the ground and you can see that that this there's this weird agony that you can see in the skeleton, like crawling out of this hovel and clutching the ground and smoke pouring out of that hovel and pouring off of those skeletons smoldering. That's horrific. Yeah, and it's like no one else ever dies that way in any of the Star Wars movies. So it's like they save the worst, most agonizing deaths for the first people that you see in the kids' movie. And they got together on the ground. So they were having sex or they were begging for their lives. Either way. <laughs> You guys aren't remembering the Ewok deaths in Return of the Jedi. Some of those are pretty. Uh, There's no midgets. That's until he CGs them in next reboot. But uh, he's going to change all those to walkie talkies. <laughs> Wait, what? Kelly Wand, what is your number one pick for? Are you done? Smoke. Oh yeah, it's for that pick. Star Wars. The Star Wars is coming up. Star Wars police are coming to get Dingus. Yeah. You guys can hear that. I swear to God, Vancouver is just one fucking car accident. That's <laughs> just one? <laughs> I hope you have insurance. It's Vancouver. still going all the time. And then I also see people just limping around with tweaked legs a lot, too, and I wonder if there's a connection between those two things. Hmm. Could be. Fascinating wand. Dark Island. All right, see, so, yes, Kelly Wand? Well, the Dingus one, I'm thinking it's like, would they kill Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru with? Because if it's Fire. lasers... Fire and then dismemberment and then. Um. Do you Wait. see fire there? I mean, the fire I remember is the bonfire that 3PO is throwing the Jawas onto, and that's there's a lot of smoke building up. Wait a minute, that. 3PO Star- is capable of corpse disposal. He actually does that. He is. He is. Uh, yeah, he's. He can do over six million corpse disposals. He has to do that with one arm, though, right? Like I yeah. have to do everything. I'm going to change my number one, by the way. Now. What? Hey, you always get mad when I do. No, I'm going to change it to the smoke coming out of the engine of the Orca in Jaws. Oops, but it's not my turn yet. So, first, first Kelly you could, have, you could have used that instead of Dork Island. Dark Island is awesome, I'll have you know. You can't Basically find it. Basically, the smoke monster from Lost. Why don't they just fight it with a fan? Just set up some And the, then he goes, the thing that he, he goes, my favorite moment, and it has nothing to do with smoke. It's about fists. <laughs> After 20 minutes. <laughs> Man, when they fucked up that shot and the guy's knuckles, oh my god, best smoke ever. Totally Kelly, like the accident tell you how many times we watched that shot. It's just so great. It's, it is great. If you've ever been in a movie or you've ever acted in anything, you know those moments where something sort of awkward happens and that they caught that on camera and kept that tape for the sure but i don't know well, yeah you're right it's usually the only the best thing in the movie so i guess it, I agree. it's as good as as those whatever that, topic. that dog that dog moment with those silly dogs swimming in that other breed 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 right, yeah. that's another thing breed by the way takes place on an island where there are government experiments to train killer dogs that are super smart so, if we have learned nothing from horror movies, it's stay away from islands where there are government experiments. I feel like I've unlearned most things I used to know from horror movies. Well, Kelly, I'll help you with this. That Let that be one of the first things you should learn. Don't go out to islands where there are government experiments. Uh, Jurassic Park. Vote. Jurassic Park, Kelly Wand. I rest my case. No, that, that went fine. Just started just parked with dinosaurs. <laughs> I only saw the first half of that movie, by the way. 
All right, don't spoil it. Unlearn what you have learned. I wanted to wait till it was in 3D before I finished. Kelly, what is your number one pick for smoke in a movie? Uh, my number one's the movie Alien because it had a lot of smoke in it. And steam. Uh, That's steam. Sorry. No, not all of it. Harry Dean Stanton. Um, steam. What are you talking about? Rain and steam. Harry Dean Stanton standing in the chain rain room. What about the smoke that nourishes the eggs? <laughs> Nourishing smoke. Fog. It's fog. There's what? fog, there's steam, there's uh, rain, and there's chains. What about the smoke coming out of the burners of the ship? If you if you could name one instance of smoke that you liked, I'll like start right but, but the eggs is missed. Go ahead, try again. Uh, and the the pipes are steam. All right, I got a better one. Do that. Do you use the uh, use the orca in Jaws when Quint is pushing the engine and it starts smoking? Use that one, Kelly Wand. <laughs> the Star Trek one with no. Uh, in thank you for smoking. Smoking. He's supposed to be a smoker, but you never see him smoke or anyone smoke in the whole movie. So, so therefore, it would smoke. not qualify for this. As treatment. opposed to fists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, right. uh, Kelly, you want to pick Alien. I think you're stuck with Alien. So, I predict listeners also pick Alien, mm. and therefore, we're all wrong. Actually, I can think of I can think of smoke from Alien. You ready wait, for this? Wait. Let me think. Are you going to bail him out? <laughs> I think Dickus even knows what it is. You ready for this, Kelly Wand? Uh, um, Brett's pen when he sticks sticks it in the acid doesn't the pen kind of smoke isn't there yes I'm so annoyed with you because I use that for props and I uh, yeah so there you go Caliwan you're I've I've helped you right there dingus all right my number one pick this is a legitimate pick it's probably the only one I could come up with wait do I number one oh wait I have to go last oh rats all right so. My number one pick is uh, from a movie called Limbo, and at some point, the people in Limbo basically get shipwrecked, and they have to they want to start a fire in the hopes that they'll get rescued, and a, and a plane will see them. So they start a fire, and they you know they they're trying to throw a bunch of leaves and, and branches and stuff to make a big fire so that the smoke comes up, but. They get shipwrecked not out in a tropical area with clear skies where you could see smoke, but in Alaska, <laughs> where it's overcast and the skies are gray. Awesome. And there's just this heartbreaking shot of the smoke going up and completely blending into all of the clouds. Yeah. And you realize, oh, that's that's not going to do any good. Um, I love that. You, if I, you, that's perfect. I love that. Good. All right, so there's my number one pick. <laughs> good. Dingus, what's your number one use of smoke in a movie that does not involve fire and does not have someone smoking? Was mine good, Coach? <laughs> uh, all right, uh, mine. Uh, there's there's fire involved in the scene, but not fire involved in the smoke I'm talking about. Smell bullshit. Uh, yes. And how does it? I'm just letting you know what condi- weather conditions are in Canada right now. Back to you three. Very good. So this is um, this is one I've used uh, a couple of times and recently. This is a, a moment in Miller's Crossing. This is the moment where where Leo has the Tommy gun fight, and it's uh, right before, of course, the more. The, if I would have used a quote, it would be the old man still in arms with Thompson, but I just used that a little while ago. Um, and the smoke is the smoke pouring off of that Thompson submachine gun. And and this is what inspired the topic is is watching this scene. I've watched it so many times because I've used it for a couple of things. Now there's a there's a couple different moments in in this sequence. There's the smoke kind of eking up through the floorboards that 
that Leo first smells, uh, which is my interpretation of it, is that he, he detects, oh, there's a different smell of smoke here than the cigar I'm smoking. And I love the way that smoke looks coming up the floorboards. But I really love, after Leo has gunned down Casper's uh, car full of assassins, the way the smoke just pours off of that Thompson submachine gun. Now, you see uh, the the... The flash of the 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 muzzle, the muzzle flash, and and that can be described as fire. And of course, his house is on fire. But what I really love is just how he's standing there at the end of that scene, and the and the smoke is billowing off of that Thompson submachine gun. And then he pops his cigar from the pocket of his robe back in his mouth. The smoke pouring off of that. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they created that effect. But that effect is. Just gorgeous. So there you go, Miller's Crossing. You know, I've decided I don't like Miller's Crossing because I don't think the character is realistic. I don't think Albert Finney's character is realistic. He's not, but Bernie Birnbaum is, so you can kind of, it's kind of watch. <laughs> it's who's Bernie Conrad Birnbaum? Is that John Polito? Who's, who's Bernie Birnbaum? Or is that John Turturro? He's That's the high Turturro. hat. Yeah, John Turturro. Right. Look Wait, at are you being, hot. <laughs> are you being serious, Tom? It's not no, realistic. good lord, no. <laughs> Jesus, Kelly Watt, please, no. I'm no. as serious as Dingus was when he says that Hurt Locker took place in Afghanistan. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. Yes, all Kelly Watt? I'm serious all the time, everything I say. Is... Yes, you are. Dingus, do we have any reader submissions? What are their favorite instances of smoke in a film or motion picture? All right, we have three, uh, which indicates how people like this topic. So uh, the number three submission um, the first one I'm going to talk about is from Fred Bow, or this would be Lynn and Fred, whom we have come to love. I don't know what number Beetle we're on. I like their meet cutes a lot. Um, but number her the number three is demon titted devil Benicio del Toro writhing amid hell smoke in front of adrenochromed Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Is that smoke? If it's in your head. By the way, also not counting the smoke and fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the uh, the isn't there like a motocross event that he's supposed to yeah, cover? Yeah, wait, that's <laughs> so, cool. and it's just like all the dust and close encounters. Is that know? smoke though? It's like sand. No, it's dust. Yeah, it doesn't count. So, <laughs> but still, the fact is, uh, I did enjoy uh, Fred and Lynn's prose in describing that moment. So. Their number two is Nicolas Cage lighting two smoke bombs to signal incoming fighter jets <laughs> in the rock. That's like a little Michael Bay in a three by three. Yes. Was there smoke coming from those? Of course. All right. Smoke, smoke bombs, hello. Welcome to the rock. Uh, number one, Grandma Ninja vanishes in a puff of smoke in Revenge of the Ninja! Exclamation point. What's that? I mean. You guys should watch it. It's really good. Uh, love, Lynn and Fred. Thanks, Lynn and Fred. All right. Paul Weimer, the fifth Beatle. Uh, hi, guys. Finding smoke that didn't have fire was not. Mr. Fogg was challenging here. That's number three. Cloud of smoke lifting as it obscures the city of Houston, only to reveal that the nuking of the alien spacecraft has utterly failed Independence Day. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that one because it's like that's how much smoke it was. It was bigger than that fucking city ship. That's how dumb the scale. Okay, never mind. Uh, Number two, Tim the Sorcerer teleports from a mountain to King Arthur in an eruption of smoke in Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. I love this one because I almost used 
teleportation smoke until I realized they used a fire effect as well. So uh, excellent that you found a teleportation smoke choice in Monty Python. Well done, Paul. He also By the just way, doing it like that's his show. That's his. And name. Kelly Wands, Kelly Wands' fly pick is technically teleportation smoke as well. Ah, well done, Tom. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. Hate you, people. We still have Kelly Wands. It's actually smoke because I don't know if anything. Okay, I don't know if it's smoke or mist or fog. Who knows? We're not scientists. Uh, Yes, we are. We've proven that time. Uh, and that's true. We made the sun cone-shaped. Because smoke weighs less than gravity. <laughs> yeah. It does. Luckily, that's no one I... smart listens to this podcast. No one gets to do it. And it gives them great pleasure to hear us talk about things. Oh, what idiots we are. Mass well, versus... We're joking. Speed. We're just Speed. pretending to be dumb. No, we're not. What? I am. I'm, I know, totally. We. I every. I'm fascinated by how my refrigerator works. Makes food cold. Plug it in. <laughs> Can you? Why can't they have a microwave that makes something cold? Wait, that's a good idea. Tom, write that down, please. I'm too tired. It's called a freezer. <laughs> no, it isn't. That is fast. You don't go right, ten seconds and then you make ice in like ten seconds. Yeah, you have to like Ice Man, blow on your bottle of Dr Pepper. Wait, why don't we one. Kind of tech. All right, sorry. It's a good idea. I like. The villain Rathbone. <laughs> Back to non-science. Sorry. The villain Rathbone. Oh, Is he doing that High Times thing or that uh, that Danny McBride Medieval Times thing with, with James Franco? I can do this. Your the highest. villain Rathbone getting a puff of smoke as he hits the ground after falling to his death off of Big Ben's clock tower, Shanghai Nights. I didn't see the second one. What? I, I, if I was British, I could have used this movie on the last 3x3 since the heroes need to use a big British flag to avoid the same fate. I like Shanghai Nights a lot. I just want to admit that. I don't remember a damn thing about it, and I certainly don't remember the smoke moment. Paul Weimer, Weimer whatever your name is, but I like Shanghai Nights. Hey, what is that? Is that Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, that thing? Oh, the yeah. second one. I saw the first one. Is it better than the first one? The first one was kind of funny, wasn't it? Hey, you're talking about the second one. The second one, what? Then we go to England, where... Owen Wilson's uh What's the first cowboy. one? It's the same thing, but not in England. They go They're both England. called Shanghai Night. It's like vacation movies. No, no, the first one's Shanghai Noon. Oh, that's right. Okay, Noon and Night. But there's I a lot of gunfight. Oh, I, I like Shanghai. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember Shanghai. I like Shanghai Noon a lot. Is the second one just England, but the exact same movie? Uh, it's like Rush Hour, but. Instead of a black dude, it's Owen Wilson. Oh, Rush Hour is what I'm thinking of. Is Owen Wilson in those? Everything's the same. Oh, Jackie Chan. Um, okay, yeah. I'm screwing it's up. Jan. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, right. Do okay. um, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Never touch Dingus's radio. I mean, Roman Polanski's in one of those, isn't he? Isn't Roman Polanski somehow involved in a Rush Hour movie? Don't they go to France and they fight Roman Polanski on the Eiffel Tower? They had to arrest him for statutory. Too soon. Wait, he's the villain, Roman Polanski? Maybe not. I could be wrong. I don't know. Wait, your movies always sound better than the real movies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of in some movie like like Rush Hour, Roman Polanski's the bad guy, and they fight him on the Eiffel Tower. And I, want, I think it involves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, Eiffel anyway. Tower, Superman too. So <laughs> you might be thinking of Grace Knight on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, oh wait, it's Grace Jones. Grace Knight? Grace Knight. Knight. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Now that we're des- now see the science things made us just dumb about everything. Right, that's what science will do to you. <laughs> I think that happened science. a long time ago. Suck it, science. All right, our last one is Jeff Sweet. Uh, hi there, guys. Uh, I've only got one pick this week. Sorry, Army of Shadows. Philip Garbier is it Garbier or Garbier? How you say it? Right. Has his life saved against his will by a smoke grenade? Thanks and love the podcast. Smoke. Thank you, Jeff. Now I can't say anything dumb about it because he likes it. But wait, smoke grenade, I thought it was cheating when you did it. Because you're just like, oh, smoke? Oh, here's the thing that makes smoke. So any movie with smoke grenades automatically. I didn't say any movie with smoke grenade. That specific one. Mm-hmm. If smoke's in the name of the thing, then it shouldn't be disqualified. Tom, back me up. Uh, I'm just glad we're through with this 3 by 3 So, Tom, do you have any runners? Oh, God, we're not through. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there was a, I kept trying to think of a moment in Ghostbusters or some other movie where yeah. some character's costume is smoking and they're walking around like patting the smoke on it. Uh, the things I, that I, capture the ghost center are smoking. Like, isn't like yeah. it's looking out of the mousetrap all the time? <laughs> and then when it, when it breaks, at the, when what Dickless sets it off, doesn't smoke just pour out of all the windows? But that's ectoplasm and therefore do, not. Do smoking. ghosts weigh more than gravity? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We don't know. We don't have the technology to find out. If they can float, they should go up higher. Instead, it's through walls. They all float. They all float, Billy. <laughs> Which character is that in the real life Ghostbusters? I don't know. The black one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, wait, also, don't they smoke in Ghostbusters? Like, they smoke cigarettes. He's all, that's a big Twinkie. Isn't he smoking a cigarette in prison? I don't know. And then Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, would go on to direct, <gasps> thank you for smoking. Oh, and that uh, come circle. Exactly, yeah. I was trying to think of it. Were there tear gas grenade scenes in Bloody Sunday, Dingus? I don't remember if they... Black Sunday? No, Bloody Sunday. The uh, the uh, Paul Greengrass thing about the London Dairy Massacre. Oh, that's a good point. That, that reminds me. There's a great smoke. There's a great smoke part in the opening part of the Coriolanus uh, adaptation that came ah. last year. Dingus, uh, you're the only person to have ever seen that in all of creation, or even read, even know it's a play by what's his name? I've seen it on stage. I've read it, and I've seen it? It. I think the movie is actually quite good. Is this a Julie Taymor thing? No, it's Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes directed it. What? He can't direct. He's an actor. He's not allowed to, but he did it anyway because he flies by the seat of his pants. <laughs> he's now he's now Q, by the way. He can't be running around. Oh wait, is he M? Q, wait, he's M. He's M. Right, right. Q's like a young Ben Wishaw. Right. This is why I am not a member of the British intelligence community or any intelligence. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> All right. So other runners up for you guys. Fuck no. Hate All right. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. All right, Kelly, uh, get us out of this. Yeah, what is our 3 by 3 next week, Kelly Wand? Uh, Three best lasers. (laughs) Stupid dingus smoke. I'm going to follow it up with something awesome that's going to be flooded with reader submissions. I got to be, some topics suggest themselves just because I want to have Tom have to announce them at the end. (laughs) Join us for. Three best lasers. You can, yes. you can make your own laser with like some scotch tape and a couple of band aids. Uh, are you doing Fletch? 
No. <laughs> yes, correct. Also, a taser counts if it rhymes with laser because it's the same tech. What's a maser, Tom? Now that we're back. A uh, maser is a is a Mason accelerator. All right, Dingus, what's a maser? <laughs> Wait a minute, why did you not believe that? Because ah, I, you and your video game. No, or... it's from like Traveler, the that sci-fi RPG. Didn't you ever play that? Like some guns could have Mason accelerator, or some ships could have Mason accelerator. I tried to figure that game out, and it, I couldn't. It was too confusing. I couldn't. Well, there's no reason to play it. You just roll up a character because it has this great character creation. I read like the ships rules like repeatedly, and I'm like, I don't fucking get this thing. Dungeons Dragons, you roll dice, nothing. It's like six. Let's, hey, let's instead of going to see a movie next week, let's just play Traveler. Are you gonna Are you gonna TM us? Yes, I'll be the travel master. It's cleric. <laughs> Isn't a Mazer the guy who plays Clark in the thing? Very good. Oh. That's very good. That's a Richard Mazer. Yes. Waited forever for that. <laughs> <laughs> With commentary from the cat. All right. Well, so next week uh, our three by three will be best use of lasers. We will see. Place Beyond the Pines, the new Derek Cien France movie with Ryan Gosling. Uh, so join us for that. If you have uh, favorite uses of lasers in movies, send us one, two, or three of them, as many as you like, at 3 by 3 at quarter to 3com That's 3x3 at, and you spell out the words, quarter to 3com uh, We will do that and hope to see you here next week. I am Tom Chick. I've been joined by Christian Mobolski. That would be Christian Morosky. And Kelly Wand. A lot of girl submissions for the lasers, I hope. <laughs> Tom, play me out. Hey, man, love you. Uh, do you have a, a, a candidate for us, Kelly? Uh, did I tell you that uh, some dudes, some gangbangers, pulled up beside me and asked me if I wanted to smoke rock? And then I went, okay, I need to cut my hair. So then I went home. <laughs> and I tried to cut my own hair for the first time. And I did like three slashes and back. And then just got discouraged. And then and the next day, I looked at myself and went, you know what? That's the best fucking haircut I've ever had. I'm a genius. I'm the best barber ever. So when I come down, I want to cut your hair. Based on those two. Were you wearing a neon green bikini at the time? Oh, which one was I? Yes. Was Vanessa Hutchinson's the red-haired blonde one? Or one of the blonde, blonde ones that I got mixed up with the uh, Nicole Simpson? It was not Hudgens or Hudgens or it's not Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, it's Hudgens. McConaughey. I had a revelation, Kelly Wand, that Spring Breakers came out last week because it's actual Spring Break. Well, we saw it. It'd been out before that. Yeah, I did. And we celebrated Spring Break. And I also, Harmony Corinne said he made that movie because he didn't have his own Spring Breaks, which just seemed... Oh. I was just going to make one. You can totally cut Uh, my hair, Kelly. It's time for my... I desperately need a haircut. It's got to match the drapes or no deal. No, I'm not talking about that hair. I'm talking about... Well, never mind. Oh. So you did what I, I was did. at the supermarket at my supermarket down here, and as I was walking down one of the aisles, I heard a little boy ask his father. This is, kids are awesome. He said to his father, "Dad, is it dangerous to fall off a mountain?" <laughs> uh, what was the answer? <laughs> See the Canadian. I well, actually stuck around. I mean, I wanted to hear what his dad was going to say. Stupidest kid dad, ever. <laughs> it's like, his dad said, of course it is. That was the answer. Of course it is. And the awesome thing is, it satisfied the child. The child's like, okay, well, that makes sense. 
that's, I love that. But it's the easiest question kid can ask. Like, oh, uh, the father I'm said. Bad. The father said, "Of course it is." <laughs> that was it. That was the. the, the, the I stuck around to see if there would be more information forthcoming, but that was all the kid needed. Wait, to hear. It, there were no follow-up questions. Like, how so? Why? Nope. How much does the mountain weigh? Nope. Falling. Nope. The kid was running up and down the aisle. He was. He had other things to do. He just needed to stop real quickly and ask his dad, "Is it dangerous to fall off a mountain?" Oh, I love that. Because my son today asked me if if testicles were vital. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rewind. <laughs> he said, "If you got them removed, would that kill you?" And I said, "No, you could go on." And he said, "Well, what would happen?" And then I realized I'm on the trampoline with my son. And I'm about to get into a discussion about what sperm means. Distracting. I am not ready for this discussion. But he asked me if yet Dingus if balls were a vital organ. And yet Dingus is always happy to talk about semen Beaumont. <laughs> Did you then? Did you go with semen Beaumont inside you? <laughs> I said they make sperm, and he said what sperm? And I said let's talk about this later. Really? That's punting. <laughs> I mean, that's hot. <laughs>